Got 20 minutes? Then you have time for a Bible study. Jesus, name above all names, I worship you. Jesus, worthy to be praised, I worship you. Welcome to another episode of 20-Minute Bible Studies. Romans 10:17 says that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Over the next several minutes, you're going to hear an important message directly from God's Word and have your faith and knowledge increased. All you have to do is listen. Now, here are your teachers. Hi, everybody. I'm Jordan Pine. And I'm Andy Balog. Let's get started. James chapter 1, verse 5 says, But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Today, we're going to examine a story from the Old Testament that exemplifies this verse, and then talk about God's timing for wisdom when we need it. Let's listen now to the Word of God. A reading from the Old Testament, from the book of Daniel. The Chaldeans answered the king and said, There is not a man on earth who could declare the matter for the king, inasmuch as no great king or ruler has ever asked anything like this of any magician, conjurer, or Chaldean. Moreover, the thing which the king demands is difficult. And there is no one who could declare it to the king except gods, whose dwelling place is not with mortal flesh. Because of this, the king became indignant and very furious, and gave orders to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. So the decree went forth that the wise men should be slain, and they looked for Daniel and his friends to kill them. Then Daniel replied with discretion and discernment to Arioch, the captain of the king's bodyguard, who had gone forth to slay the wise men of Babylon. He said to Arioch, the king's commander, For what reason is the decree from the king so urgent? Then Arioch informed Daniel about the matter. So Daniel went in and requested of the king that he would give him time in order that he might declare the interpretation to the king. Then Daniel went into his house and informed his friends Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah about the matter so that they might request compassion from the God of heaven concerning this mystery, so that Daniel and his friends would not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. That was Daniel chapter 2, verses 10 through 18. When we begin to study a passage of scripture, we usually break down the speaker audience, and context before getting into the interpretation and meat of the lesson. However, we don't really need to do too much of that with these well-known Old Testament verses, and here are some points. For instance, these are the famous chronicles of the famous heroes of Israel. In this case, the author is also the subject of the book, the prophet Daniel. In other words, it's a first-person account or an autobiography, which is pretty unique and pretty awesome when you think about it. Daniel claims the authorship in Daniel chapter 9, verse 2, when he says, I, Daniel, perceived. And then also in chapter 10, verse 2, he says, I, Daniel, was mourning, and so on. And you know, Jesus also backs up his claim in Matthew 24, 15, when he says, When you see the abomination of desolation 
spoken of by the prophet Daniel, which is a reference to Daniel chapter 11, and it's also mentioned in Daniel chapter 9. So Daniel is the speaker here, and Israel is the audience, but we must always keep in mind two things. And what are those two things, Jordan? Yeah, number one, we are a part of Israel. In Romans, the Apostle Paul likens the nation of Israel to an olive tree. And he explains that when the nation of Israel rejected the Messiah, branches were broken off of that tree, and a wild olive was grafted in among the natural branches. He was speaking of the Gentiles, of course, and ultimately the church. We became God's people along with Israel, and we get to partake fully of what he called the rich root of the olive tree. Now, note, that doesn't mean that God is done with Israel and that we have replaced Israel in any sense, as some people have, have said. Paul makes that clear later in the chapter when he writes, even though, quote, a partial hardening has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in, all Israel will be saved, end quote. Yeah, you know, just uh, before we go on, Jordan, I just want to mention, I know that, you know, for many years, Pastor Gary, our mentor, the pastor who baptized us years ago, um, Pastor Gary Whipple, we're speaking of, he, he taught us in, in, in a few of his lessons about a little bit about horticulture. When, we, when he would study or teach us about these particular verses, about the grafting in of the Gentiles into the, you know, God's people, Israel, he actually, which I didn't know, and I'm sure if there's people out there who, who know this, they'll, they'll appreciate this, that if, let's say you, are, you live down south, let's say Florida, and you have an orange tree in your yard, you could actually cut off a specific branch, take it down, cut it, cut it down to the trunk, and go to, let's say, your neighbor who might have a lemon tree and cut a branch from his tree and bring it over to yours and wedge it in, tie it up, and eventually that lemon branch will grow with the oranges. So now you'll have a tree that has lemons and oranges. It's amazing how God works. And that's, I, I would assume that back then that these people, these you know people that were listening to Jesus at the time, and Paul, obviously, that they understood that you could graft in a, a wild olive branch, let's say that grows you know purple olives into a green olive tree, and you could enjoy both types of, of olives. So I just wanted to kind of make that point that not only in a spiritual way did it make sense for us, but back then, the listeners, the crowd that was listening to this, you know, reading this letter, they were able to relate and understand what they meant by grafting in. Yeah, a lot of these things are much more powerful for them because, yeah. you know, we buy our olives and our lemons and oranges at the grocery store. So, <laughs> but back then they would have known all of this stuff because that's the only way they got food. Um, so anyway, this olive tree truth does, in fact, mean that the Old Testament was written for our benefit too. In fact, Paul explicitly connects the stories of the Old Testament to us in 1 Corinthians 10, 11, when he writes, these things happened to them as an example, and they were written for our instruction, upon whom the end of the ages have come. In other words, the ultimate audience for the stories of the Old Testament is us, the church, especially those of us who are close to the end of the ages, meaning closest to Christ's second coming. And if you think about it, we're closer to the end of the ages than anyone who ever came before us, Andy. Yeah, those are great points and absolutely biblically 100% true. Any, anybody right now who's part of the church really needs to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And I hope you're listening to this, to this ministry, to this message. And I, we pray with all of our heart that you're telling everyone around you about this because what does make our show, what makes, our, 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 makes you know, what we're trying to share special 
as we're trying to get Christians, whether they're new or mature, prepared for the second coming. Right. And we're trying to lead everyone to the appropriate verses in Scripture that support that. We want you to get to intimately know the Lord, know His heart, and know what God has prepared for the future. And we strongly believe, based on our experiences and how God has changed us through this teaching, that that the way you live, the way you think, the way the the plans that you're going to make now and in the future are going to change based on knowing what God has prepared for those who love Him. So, getting back to the lesson and to the heart of the lesson, a couple of key points we'd like to talk about is that our focus today is the timing of God's wisdom. Yes, God has specific timing on when He wants to give you and me and everyone else wisdom. Again, we started with James chapter one verse five, which says, "But if any of you lacks wisdom," Let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, meaning there's no judgment there, and it will be given to him as you ask. And then we heard a story of Daniel, and there's a situation here where he and his friends, and in fact, all of the wise men of Babylon faced execution by this madman, King Nebuchadnezzar, right? I mean, he's got ultimate power, he's like the king of the world, and he wants to know, why am I having these horrible dreams? Somebody's got to explain it to me. So, The king had this dream to kind of catch everybody up. It was more like a nightmare that really messed with his mind, and he wanted to know what it meant. He was looking for interpreters. But he also didn't want to be tricked by con artists. And, you know, he was maybe crazy, but he wasn't dumb, if that makes sense. And and he he kind of could see, you know, he he could kind of, you know, sort out the baloney from, you know, what the truth was. And, you know, he didn't want to be told by a bunch of ego-boosting nonsense makers to make him feel better. You know what I mean? Yeah, you get the sense from the Bible that you could tell in his spirit that the dream was divine and it meant something important. Yes. So, you know, he devises this kind of clever way to make sure he wasn't being tricked. He asked his wise men to tell him first what he had dreamed and then give the interpretation. So, I mean, you can just imagine if we, if we use that trick today, right? right? I mean, we still have these kind of folks around. They are mentalists and fortune tellers and people who claim they can speak to the dead and even people in churches who claim they have like these special magical gifts. I don't know, to speak in angelic tongues and do all kinds of crazy things by, they claim by the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. Speaking on behalf of God, like God has a special warning, you know, and and so on and so forth. And that's beautiful. God could do anything, right? Right. God can make rocks, according to Jesus, he can make rocks get up and worship him. We don't doubt that at all. I mean, we know that we know that we know, but we also can't, you know, I I think it's, it's disrespectful to God to try to fit what God promises can be a miracle into our agenda to, you know, to kind of puff ourselves up or, or try to slam a point. We have the Word of God. And our job, if we really want to help people and lead people closer to God, we just have to be able to d- do better at, at preparing the Word and understanding the Word and studying the Word and, and mastering what the Bible calls the sword, right? We have to be masters of the sword. Right. And if we master our sword, how to use it, that's the best way to lead people to an intimate relationship with the Lord. Right. So in this case, uh, though, you know, we're talking about basically fraudsters, and they, they exist today. Sure. And uh, they existed back then. And, you know, imagine going to one of them and saying, listen, I had a really disturbing dream. You, you know, you claim to have these magical powers. Uh, I need you to use your powers and tell me what this dream means. And, of course, they would say, yes, I can absolutely help you. By the way, the recommended donation is $100 to get started. Now tell me about your dream, and then you re- you reply, no, you tell me about it. You know, use your alleged magical powers and tell me what my right. dream was. Well, that's basically what King Nebuchadnezzar did wisely. 
because, you know, and because he was an absolute crazy monarch, as you said, with a, a bit of a temper, he also made the consequence for failing to do that death. Ouch. Yeah, that's big time. So, I mean, yeah, as you can imagine, the same thing happened then as would happen today if, let's say, we made fake mind reading punishable by death. I mean, just imagine that. So, for instance, all the mentalists and fortune tellers and religious fakes suddenly found themselves on death row. So it's like me walking in, you know, to a mentalist's office or clairvoyant and saying, okay, you know, I've got a million dollars to give you if you could tell me what I dreamt about last night and interpret it. And by the way, if you don't get it right, you're dead, right. you know? So this, this, if you could imagine, this is what, what Daniel had to deal with back then. Yeah, and he and his friends were genuine, though, you know? So as we see in, in the text, they prayed to God for wisdom, and God indeed gave it to them generously and without reproach. In Daniel 2.19, we see that the mystery is revealed to Daniel in a night vision. And in verse 24, he goes to the man that the king has appointed as executioner and says, hey, please don't kill us. I can interpret the dream. And, and he does. He goes in and he tells King Nebuchadnezzar exactly what he dreamt and exactly what it meant. And this is the famous dream of the, the great statue, Andy. Yeah. So, I mean, before going on a little bit deeper, I do want to say, going back to our reading today, which was Daniel chapter 2, verses 10 to 18, and I pray that everybody at home take some time to catch up on that story again and read and study a little bit further. But the key here, according to, you know, the, basically the theme of, of today's lesson is in verse 16, where it says, so Daniel went in and requested of the king that he would give him time in order that he might declare the interpretation to the king. So he needed time. Right. And that, that specific time in his life, that moment in Daniel's life during this captivity, right? He asked for a special time where he could seek God's face for wisdom. And, I, and that's something that we want everybody to understand is that it's not like we're just, we ask God for wisdom and for the rest of our life, we just happen to be these wise sages that have all the answers. There's times when we need to specifically go to God for wisdom, for direction. And that's key. That's, that's a great tool to have on our spiritual utility belt, if you will, that we sometimes forget to do. Sometimes we, we kind of try to get, you know, the answers we seek on our own saying, well, we know God, we're going to pray, we're going to read the Bible and we're good to go. No, it's important that every time we have a decision, a key decision to make, especially difficult ones, we must seek God's face. We need to go in prayer and, and literally say, Lord, please give me the wisdom, the epinosis, the knowledge, the understanding I need to go forward so that I don't give the misinterpretation, so I don't do anything wrong where, number one, it would offend you, Father God, but also it would hurt me or the, my loved ones around me if I make the wrong choice. Yeah, and as we heard, God gives generously, and he sure did in this case. I mean, he turned on the spigot full force for Daniel. And Daniel got some intense prophecy. This is a whole separate study in itself, Daniel 2, if you get into the great statue and what each section of it means. I mean, uh, he was able to predict historic events through this, through this revelation of prophecy. You know, the, uh, the, the great statue is the, is the dream that Nebuchadnezzar had. You know, he was the golden head. The arms were predicted the Medo-Persian Empire, which was a split empire, the Medes and the Persians, that replaced the Babylonian Empire. Um, they predicted Alexander the Great's Macedonian Empire, uh, the Roman Empire, depict, depicted as legs of iron. Even the rise of democracy is in this one dream and its interpretation. And uh, you can see that in the form of uh, clay that mixes with the iron, demonstrating how the Roman government went from an absolute type of Caesar type of monarchy to a democratic government. I mean, it's, it's all there in this in really intense dream that 
the king had and that Daniel was given the interpretation of. And of course, all the way up to the second coming in the millennial kingdom is, is in that dream depicted as a stone, which we know from our other studies, which um, you can find several of those in the archives and the website, represents Jesus, who was cut out without hands, representing being born of a virgin, right. and that would crush other kingdoms and put an end to them, growing into a kingdom set up by God of heaven that would endure forever. Yeah, absolutely. Great, great, great points, Jordan. And also true, and again, if you want to learn a little bit more about that, please go to Daniel, read about it. You'll see that you know everything that Jordan just said is, is real. And um, praise God, it's, it's something that, again, goes back to Daniel praying at the right time for wisdom. And it's amazing as Christians, you know, yes, Daniel was a prophet, but we have access to the same God. We have, and even more, we have the Holy Spirit that dwells in us, that's sealed within us for wisdom. So don't underplay, don't downsize the amount of wisdom God could give you. Because James actually talks about, you know, be careful not to be double-minded or think that, you know, God wouldn't give it to you. That's bad too. We actually could disgrace the Lord by thinking that he doesn't, you know, we're here on a mission. God sent us, we started in another place. We started our spirits and our souls started in heaven, the third heaven. And then eventually we were born into this world. And at the end of the day, we have a mission to do. We need to fulfill that mission. And there's oftentimes we're going to need to seek God and need wisdom on how to handle his will to fulfill our job as Christians. And eventually, whether it's death or the rapture, we're going to go back to the third heaven where we came from. You know, that's where that terminology, you know, that we've heard so many times, you know, well, Andy went, went home to be with the Lord. He went home, you know, because that's our home. Christian's home is with God in the third heaven. This is not our home. So while we're here just visiting, as ambassadors for Christ, we need to consistently seek him for wisdom so that we are, we are able to fulfill the ministry that God has prepared for us. Yeah, and just to give the conclusion of the story, you know, King Nebuchadnezzar is impressed to say the least. You know, verse 46 says that he actually fell on his face and paid homage to Daniel. And then he gave orders to give him gifts and incense and all this other stuff. And, you know, of course, the true purpose of the magic that Daniel essentially performed for him is revealed when we read that the king then gave glory to God. He says in verse 47, Surely your God is the God of gods, a God of gods, and a Lord of kings, and a revealer of mysteries. Since you have been able to reveal this mystery to me, you were able to meet this impossible challenge of telling me what my dream was and then interpreting it. So, you know, true to what we read in James earlier, Andy, God gave to Daniel generously, and then the king, you know, gave to him generously many gifts, and he made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon, as well as you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and he became chief prefect over all the wise men in Babylon. So God elevated Daniel, who in turn was able to elevate God and, and to make King Nebuchadnezzar see that, that God is God, you know? Amen. So that's the Bible story, Andy. Let's bring it back to the everyday takeaway for us, which you started talking about earlier. You know, what, what can we take away from today's lesson? Well, key points for everyone to remember. God comes through on time in providing wisdom during situations in our lives that appear confusing. You know, throughout God's word, we read several accounts when individuals are faced with situations when timely wisdom was vital, and they needed that timely wisdom from God to enforce God-honoring solutions to their problem at the time. So, for example, Solomon asked God for wisdom on how to govern his people effectively, and God came through in timely wisdom when a dispute took place between the two mothers and their children, and 
you know, you guys could look up those stories. They're amazing. And then, you know, of course, the story we talked about today, Daniel replied with wisdom to Nebuchadnezzar's bodyguard when a decree went out to put him and his friends to death. And then God came through with a timely wisdom for Daniel to not only communicate and function in these times of turmoil, imagine, you know, yourself in that position, but God also granted Daniel the wisdom for the interpretation of the king's dream. Yeah, and we see this pattern repeated again and again in the stories of the Old Testament. You know, Esther sought wisdom when she learned about the evil attempt of Haman regarding the destruction of her people, the Jews. Uh, even in the book of Acts, Ananias sought wisdom from God when called to follow God's will and purpose when commanded to go lay his hands on Saul. And, you know, in following God's timely wisdom, Ananias' obedience led to Saul regaining his sight and being filled with the Holy Spirit, a, a crucial event, as we know. And, uh, you know, he became, the, he became Paul the Apostle. So Ananias' wisdom was a key part in changing the outcome of Christian history. Amen. And, you know, God's word is a reminder to us that God is timeless, that he holds time in the palm of his hands. And he himself is not bound by that time because he created time. And these accounts that we're talking about are just a few of several testimonies in the Bible for believers to stand firm and to know that no matter what we face, God is timely as it relates to his promise of the wisdom that we will receive and that it's, it's being activated and in full effect in our life when he deems it fit. So don't think for one minute that God will not show up on time for us or even when we feel and it appears like time is lost and you know we've wasted all this time or that the time is over and we've run out or that we can't regain that time back because God is the one who has the plan for our lives and he always fulfills his purpose with his plan and his will for our life in due season. It's on his time, not ours. That's right, Andy. And when we ask our Heavenly Father for wisdom, he promises in his word to give it to us without finding fault. We read that earlier. God's timely wisdom will kick in for any situation, even when we naturally think we aren't prepared to get through a particular issue. And I know we face those challenges from time to time. So let's be encouraged today that God will provide us with timely wisdom as it relates to every decision and aspect in our life. Let's trust him because God is always going to come through for us. So that's our lesson, which means we have just a few minutes left to tell you that you can get a 20-minute Bible study anytime you like by visiting our website. We archive all lessons and make them available for free at 20minutebiblestudies.org. You can listen online, download for later, or even subscribe to a podcast version and have new lessons automatically delivered to your favorite smart device. Even more important, our website is the place where you can join in our Bible studies by sharing your comments and asking any questions that you might have. We have a growing social media community and a discussion forum, and we welcome any questions or comments. And while you're on our website, you should also sign up for email alerts so we can let you know when new lessons have been added. And when you sign up, our first email back to you will include a link to a special series that we've put together entitled 10 Mind-Blowing Things You Did Not Know Were in the Bible. It's an eye-opening set of Bible lessons, and it's our little thank you for joining our online community. It's all on the web at 20minutebiblestudies.org, or if you don't want to type so much, 20mbs.org. That's the number 20 and the letters MBS followed by .org. We'd also like to take some time this week to tell you about one of our favorite online resources. Do you have a question about God, Jesus, the Bible, or theology in general? Do you need help understanding a Bible verse or passage? 
Maybe there are spiritual issues in your life for which you need advice or counsel. In other words, Got Questions? The website, gotquestions.org, can help you find those answers. Thanks for joining us for another 20-minute Bible study. Special thanks to the family of Pastor Gary T. Whipple, to the Abundant Life Worship Center for the music for our show, and to Tom Pine for our scripture reading. I'm Steve Zioli, and until next time, may the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Mysteries of the Kingdom, Incorporated.